everybody wow what an incredible song it's so incredible to see young voices middle-aged voices older voices it doesn't matter what age you are it's just so incredible to see so many people worshiping the name of God the power of God the mercy of God the grace of God the salvation of God the blessings of God literally the lungs in our breath that I am speaking with right now. It's just, that's what we worship. That's what we worship. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you today on episode number 303 of Rise Up. Are you ready, guys? It isn't anything that you've not heard of before. Matter of fact, there's a very famous song and a few movies that actually state this. But I'm here to tell you unequivocally after what I experienced last night God's not dead he is surely alive ladies and gentlemen God is not dead he is surely alive and I've got the proof and the receipts to show it today I want to thank you all for being here so early in the morning for some of you for some of you it's 6 a.m on the west coast for others it's 9 a.m. on the East Coast. Whatever time it is, it's time to worship. It's time to worship today, and I couldn't think of a group that I would rather be with to worship God than the LFA Rise Up family. I've been to a lot of churches. I've been to a lot of events. But nothing like this. Nothing ever like this. And after last night, I think in the future... We might be taking Rise Up on the road. That's what I think. 
Now, I talked about taking LFA on the road before, and that's all well and dandy, and I've done that before. I've taken, you know, like um, news events, Save America Freedom Tour. I've done that before. And last year, I wrote my first Christian song ever in 15 years plus of writing music. And it was called Armor of God. And I realized after last night, I think it might be time to take maybe, just maybe, later this year. I don't know. I know we got a lot of things. I know we got the arc we got to do. I think that's going to happen next spring, next summer. It's just working out to be that way. And I know I've got other things in the works and a lot of plans. But when God speaks to you and plants seeds, they might not be watered for a couple of years. They might not be watered for 10 years. They might be watered the next day. You just don't know. But can you imagine if me, Julie Green, Ray Comfort, something like that took Rise Up on the Road and did some events on the road with some gospel music, some preaching, some Rise Up style uh, Godcasts live, I would just, that, that's the calling. That's the calling. So I guess we'll see. God just, God just planted that last night in my heart. So who knows how long that it's going to take for it to come to fruition. But what I do know, ladies and gentlemen, is he is surely alive. And he is alive more today in the eyes of Americans than I've seen in my whole life. And I've got the proof and the receipts to show it. So I want to say good morning to some people here. Caramore, good morning to you. Lord Fishy, Heidi, Front Rav, Majorva, Missy Mack, Barbara Peters, Race Mom, Miranda Dolan, Kristen Donovan, Laterer, good morning. Fanson, good morning. CQ, good morning. Water Cop, Wayne Davis, Moose for Trump, Mad Tess, R. Milius, Daisy Duke. Thank you all so very much. I titled today's show, He's Surely Alive. Now, I'd like you to open up your newsletters this morning as we get ready for today's show so that you just have it handy. But it is the book of Hebrews. And specifically, folks, if you don't get a newsletter, Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12 is where we're going to get our verse of the day from today. Fanson says, where is the ark that you're talking about? Where is it at? It's in Kentucky. It is in Kentucky. That was funny yesterday, Jeremy, with the free food illegal alien live call. Well, it was definitely eye-opening, right, to see how people, um, to see what people think about their own country compared to others, right? So please open up your newsletters. Get those things ready to go. And I'm going to read the title of today's show, the, the description, and then we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to read through the newsletter, and then I've got story time to tell you guys, okay? I didn't get an email this morning. Sent out. Hopefully you find it. God is not dead. He's surely alive. Now, you guys know that's a great song. It's a great series of movies, God's Not Dead. Well, there's no truer statement than that, folks. I can tell you that unequivocally today. 
Stretch says, I'm a nobody. No, you're not. If you were nobody, I wouldn't have just saw what you wrote. Eh. What I witnessed last night was a first for me. And trust me, I've been around the block. I've not seen everything, not even a little bit of everything. But I've seen a lot. I've been a lot of places, seen a lot of things in my adult life. And in my, um, in my young adult life, teenage life, even, even in my teenage life, uh, and what I saw last night was a first. And that's, that's rare for me. Please join me today in spreading this gospel, not gossip, because I want to tell you how big God was in Boston last night. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we are 17 minutes past the hour, and then we'll get busy. How about that? Lord and Heavenly Father, today is a wonderful day. Every day is a wonderful day because it is a day that you have made that we get to live in and rejoice in and worship in and, 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 and just, you know, be a bundle of joy for others. But today's a special day. Yesterday was a special day. God, you promised to show us things and reveal things to us that we just don't know. And after 302 episodes of Rise Up, you revealed something to me last night, Lord, that I will ever be forever grateful. And that was that you are not only present, but you are alive and you are dancing with us and you are bringing millions of souls to your word in my lifetime, more than I think I've ever Maybe ever. It's truly a remarkable scene. And the devil is working overtime to put a filter over people's eyes so they don't see it. But we don't have to see it because we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And last night, after walking by faith and not by sight for so long, you took off the blindfold and showed me what we have been doing for so long and why we've been doing it. Thank you for that. Lord, today I hope that you can use me and the Holy Spirit that dwells within me with the message of Jesus Christ to touch every ear and every heart that tunes in to this beautiful Godcast. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to the newsletter. He's surely alive. And again, please have your books open to Hebrews, Hebrews 4, as a matter of fact. And I'll read right now the verse of the day. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13. And it reads as follows. See, the word of God is alive it is at work and it is sharper than any double-edged sword
it cuts right through to where soul meets spirit and joints meet marrow. That's how deep it cuts, where soul meets spirit and joints meet marrow. That's the word of God. And it is quick to judge the inner reflections and attitudes of the heart. Before God, nothing created is hidden. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. God is surely alive. When you listen to him and speak to him, his words cannot be ignored. They cannot be disrespected. Not that you shouldn't. I'm saying when you hear them, you cannot. It's far too powerful. The presence of God, the actual presence of God, is unlike anything that you will ever experience. And when it is amplified by tens of thousands of voices and prayers and worship all at once, miracles are shown to all of us in real time. When I was a kid, there was a couple mega churches and big TV pastors and all that. But when I was a kid, mega churches and stadiums being filled with people seeking the word of God was not really as you see it today. Now, while I don't believe in selling out to make a buck on Jesus's name, I do recognize the need for the word of God today, and it is massive. He hears that. He sees that. And he has turned his gaze upon us once again in America. And last night proved to me everything that I did not see, walking by faith and not by sight. Now, I want to talk about those big mega churches and everything real quick, because every time... Somebody's name is mentioned, like Joel Olstein or Kenneth Copeland or Stephen Furtick or any of these people that command tens of thousands in a building, and they can fly around the world and command tens of thousands. Whether they're doing it for the right reason or not, whether they're leading people into a false sense of hope or using it to enrich themselves or whatever, You know what I see when I see all of that? I don't really see, well, I see, but I don't focus on the false narrative or the prophet or my judgment or any of that. You know what I see? I see millions of people seeking the word of God. They might go to the right place and get it. They might go to the wrong place and get it. They might go to a person that you approve of. They might go to a person that you don't approve of. I don't see The same thing other people see when I look at that. I see millions of people wanting to hear the word of God. That, to me, is what I see. And I've never seen anything like it until now. Until today. So you might see all of these services going around. Some of you might think they're good. Some of you might think they're bad. You might have an opinion on this person. I might have an opinion on this person. But what we should really be looking at is the crowd. 
the size of the crowd that is there. See, the devil wants us to focus on the pastor. The devil wants us to focus on the people on the stage. But I'm focusing on the thousands of people that are there to hear any word of God they can hear. And that's where the power is. That's where God is. God is in the crowd of the people desperate to praise God, desperate to hear the word of God. They might not be read to the, led to the right place at that time. Who knows? But they're there for one reason, and that's God. That's incredible to me. Now, last night, my daughter and I, my daughter Shaylin, and boy, could this, I'll tell you what, you want to know God working in real time? You want to know God working on his time? You want to know God working on a time that he has ordained and not us last night? was where the rubber met the road, folks. Last night was where the rubber met the road. Because last night, my daughter and I went to Boston. Now, for us, it's a two-hour drive. Her Christmas present, one of her Christmas presents this year, last year, was uh, tickets to the Elevation Worship concerts, right? Now, we didn't stay for the sermon We didn't stay for the service because the show was just too long and I wasn't there to see that. I was there to worship with the people in the crowd and sing songs for the Lord. That's what we were there for. So when we went, we went last night. I had tickets for her and I. And we had pretty good seats. We had had floor seats. Now, I only did that for her. I like to sit up in the seats so I'm not, you know, people are standing up in front of me. But I did it for her. She wanted to experience it. And my daughter, Shaylin, has needed God in her life more than any... Well, we all need him more than anything. But out of everybody in my family, my daughter, Shaylin, right now, is the one that is straying the most away from God. And, 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 and putting herself in this, like, um, in this bubble of depression and darkness. So last night couldn't have come at a better time. Like, we've been having some issues with her. And it's not just issues that she's acting out on. It's issues that, she, that, she, that, that are inside, right? So on the way down there, two hours I had with my daughter. Two hours. Now, we know we're going to worship the Lord. We know we're going to sing songs to the Lord. She's excited. I'm excited. We're decked out in gear that represents Jesus unapologetically and very happy to do so, very joyful, to show our love for the Lord. And I sat down, drove to Boston, and I sat down with her and I said, Shaylin, what's going on in your life? Why are you doing the things that you are doing? Now keep in mind, Shaylin, I'm not the greatest father in the world, but I understand 16, I understand hormones, I understand Uh, emotions. I understand loneliness. I understand being confused at that age. I understand not knowing that anybody loves you or not feeling that anybody's listening to you. I I just want you to know before we have this conversation, I'm coming at this from a place of understanding, but also as a father. And I need you to cut through it all right now. And I need you to talk to your dad. What's going on? Now, my daughter Shaylin, out of all my kids, 
has been in the word of God more than any of us, even more than me. She has spent countless hours noting every verse of the Bible so she can understand it for years and years. And a couple times she's, you know, gone away from the Lord, as we all have. And she's desperately trying to come back. So last night, on our way to Boston, I said to her, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're going through. And it was a little bit more than that, obviously, but we only have a limited amount of time here. And after a while, she finally said, the reason for her, Eli, another link in there? The reason for her um, depression and loneliness and darkness and, and all of that. Now, this was before any pictures that you guys might have seen on social media last night. The reason for all of this, she said, was because God has failed to answer her prayers. And she got angry with him. And she got angry with herself and me and everybody because of it. And I said, what are you talking about, sweetie? What prayer did God not answer for you? And she started weeping. Now, her mother is a non-believer. You guys all know that. And her mother is a... She doesn't have any emotion and she doesn't sit down and talk to her daughter. There's no communication like we have, like me and her have, like me and my daughter have. And I'm not saying that to put her mother down. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. She's a godless person and she's very, very, very upset, bipolar, everything else. I think she's got a great heart. She's just got a lot of issues. And my daughter has been praying for her, apparently, like we all have, for the last two years to relieve her pain. She's a single mother. She's doing it all on herself. She brings all on her own problems. She never wants to see anything good. She's a pessimist. She doesn't want God in her life. And my daughter has been praying for God to make a change in her mom, to make her mom happy, to make her mom feel good, to make her mom love her, to make her mom be more in their lives. And God did not answer her prayers. Mom is worse than she's ever been. And if God is real and God loves me and God says he answers all my prayers, he didn't answer that one. So clearly he does not want this for my mother or me. And I said, okay, okay. I said, Shaylin, your brother, Jaden, does he ever, ever, ever do anything with you? She says, no. I said, but you desperately want to do things with him, right? She says, yeah. Now, my brother, or my, my, my son, Jaden, her brother, built, he's, he's a Lego freak, right? He loves Legos ever since he was tiny, tiny kid. Tiny, tiny kid. Now, and now he's into this intricate 3,000, 5,000 piece Lego sets. He just loves to build. He wants to be, you know, he loves architecture, right? And I said, have you ever asked your brother to build something with him? Like a 5,000-piece Lego thing? She said, yeah. And I said, what did he say? She said, no. He said, no. And I said, did you desperately want to build a Lego set with him? She said, yeah. I said, would that have made your day? She said, yeah. I said, but he always rejected you, right? Yeah. Why? Because he said he doesn't need my help. He can do it by himself, and he doesn't want me around. And I waited, 
while she said that. I waited for it to kick in. And it took about two or three minutes. I said, let that sink in, my love. And she let that sink in and she got it. I said, your mother isn't getting the help from God that you are asking God to give to her, not because God isn't willing, not because God doesn't want her to come to him, not because God doesn't love her. It's because she won't accept it. She's rejecting God. And God is waiting right there. He's saying, Shaylin, I'm here. I'm here for your mom. I'm here to give her everything that you're asking me to give her. But she won't take it. And I said, and what you're doing, Shay... I said, what you're doing is allowing your joy that God gives to you that you know exists to be robbed from you and taken from you because of the way your mother rejects God. It's not your fault. It's not God's fault. It's not even really your mom's fault. She doesn't know how to receive. Honey, this is a 50-50 thing. God will give freely, openly, but the other person has to receive, honey. Just like Jaden, he wouldn't let you do the Legos with him, right? No. Why? Because he said he could do it up by himself and he doesn't need any help. Boom! That's what's going on here, Shay. I said this. Your mother is sick. You have the cure. And you're asking your mom to take the cure. But she doesn't believe that it's real. She doesn't believe that it's honest. And she doesn't believe that that cure, the Bible, which you have accessible in your house to her, is going to fix her. So I said, what you need to do, Shay, is you need to be the light in a dark home. It's up to you, sweetie. You don't have to push anything down anybody's throat. You don't have to ask them, please believe in God. You don't have to sit and try to Bible push. All you have to do is show the fruits of the spirit. No matter how annoying that it gets that nobody is listening and nobody seems to be touched. You are a light, Shaylin, that will burn in the darkest places and you need to do it at all times. And when you get tired, you need to go back to the well and you need to get more of it. You need to get more of that light and you need to bring more of that light into these dark places. That's your job. And I told her this last thing. Being a Christian... I told you a million times is going to be one of the hardest things that you'll ever do, but it is far the most rewarding thing that you could ever do. You're going to have to walk away from family. You're going to have to walk away from friends. You're going to have to choose which ladder you're going up sooner or later, and you cannot let the anchors that will not go with you to pull you back and keep you away from God's destiny. And she understood it. But then, as we're at the Elevation Worship concert, 
all of a sudden we're all standing up because we're on the floor. And I look over and my daughter is sitting on the seat. And she's doing this and I think she's praying. Well, she was. But she was also breaking down. You see, the song came on. Oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh, God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. The rock, the rock of ages. I'm standing on. That song came on. And my daughter fell. And she broke. And she bawled. And she cried. And she wept. Now, I've not told you about all the other great, amazing Jesus things that happened that night up until this point. But at that moment, the lady behind us put her hands on my daughter. Stranger. The lady beside us put her arm around my daughter and gave her tissues. The man in front of us turned around with his wife and his mother and just said, aw, and put their hands out like, we're here for you. And in that moment, she had complete strangers, but brothers and sisters in Christ holding her as she broke. The most powerful thing I've ever seen in my life surrounded by 20,000 people with their hands in the Lord, praying. It did not feel like we were in the Boston Garden, folks. It felt like we were at the foot of the throne. I'm not kidding you. And I lifted my daughter up, and I held her hand and hugged her while everybody had their hands on her, and we just belted out worship to the Lord, tears down our face, Now, for me, I was just so grateful and thankful that whatever it is she was going through, she released it last night. She released it last night. Now, on the way home, she fell asleep right away because she was just drained and exhausted. But before I go and show you the videos that I took from last night, and before I show you the pictures that I took from last night, I was wearing all my Rapture Ready stuff. I had my Rapture Ready sweatpants, my Rapture Ready shirt, my Rapture Ready hat, and I'm walking around Boston, and everybody on the street, I love your outfit, love your outfit, Rapture Ready, high fives everywhere, everybody's dapping me up, people that I don't even know I'm hugging on the street, we're not even in the concert yet. 
We get in there, folks, and there's 20,000 people walking around the streets of Boston wearing Jesus stuff, wearing Philippians 4.13, wearing John 3.16, wearing Yahweh shirts, wearing blessed shirts. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Crosses on everything walking around the streets of Boston. Boston, liberal Boston. Oh, God came in a big way to Boston last night, folks. God came in a big way to Boston last night. And everybody kept stopping me. Where did you get that shirt? Where did you get that shirt? Eli and I had an idea. From now on, all stuff that is printed, we're going to print with a big QR code on the back. You want this shirt? Click that QR code. And we're going to get everybody decked out in armor of God. Rapture ready stuff, folks. It was truly amazing. Never seen anything like this in my life. Never been to a Christian concert like this. Never, ever, ever seen, had 20,000 people worshiping God around me. And like I said, what he revealed to me last night is everything that I didn't see walking by faith and not by sight. Well, I saw it last night. I saw it last night, folks. All right, time for videos and pictures. Oh, and don't forget, or don't, uh, don't think that I didn't remember the LFA Rise Up family while I was there, because I did, because I did. Let's go, to, um, let's go to a couple of the pictures right now. Check that out. How about that? How about that, folks? Huh? Look at the thousands of people, right? Look at that. I'm going to tell you what. I have been to hundreds of concerts in my life. And I never, ever felt what I felt last night. Ever, folks. Now, this was her before... Everybody got there before she ended up breaking down and, and, and releasing all of this. This is her and I. She needed last night, folks. She really did need last night. Um, now I'm going to bring up some video. And if you guys don't follow me on... Uh, Instagram. I posted some pictures last night up there as well. Um, but now I'm going to show you some video from last night. Uh, get this ready? Okay. Here we go.
So that was the very first song of the night. One of my favorite songs by them. And this was far before she was down. Now, I actually have video of her. Look, guys. When I was there last night, I was there with God, my daughter, my family in spirit, and all of you in spirit. I was recording and thinking of all of you, my, my family, you guys, God, everything while I was there. So you're going to see the point in which my daughter was down. And that's the point where she was breaking. I just thought she was praying. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, here's another video. here there she is right down there see that's her sitting down while everybody else was standing up she was breaking and I thank God that she broke Absolutely packed to the brim with people needing to hear the word of God. Truly one of the most, no, the most remarkable thing I've ever been a part of. Two more videos to show you here. And I took, uh, I took like little one minute, two minute videos for you guys. I think this is the part where I actually talk to you guys, the Rise Up family. Don't think you weren't on my mind. I guess that wasn't the one. All right. Well, maybe the next one will be the one. One of them, one of them coming up. And I hope this is the, I hope this is it. Uh, I guess we'll see. But I'm, I, I'm giving you guys a message while I'm there. Uh, last one, folks. Let the lie. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let's rise up, family. Let the lion roar. 
got to go back. We got to go back. I was singing the Lion of Judah song when I said, what's up, Rise Up family? So let's take it back just a little bit. Yeah, right there. I, I, you guys might have missed that because I was bumping my gums there for a second. But uh, let's bring that back. Bring it back. All right, perfect. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, and, and Eli and I were talking about this. Um, Shaylin and I have been to two concerts in the last few months. Tool, which was devil worshiping and trying to do seances and literally brainwash and indoctrinate people into hell. And the absolute complete opposite of that, which was elevation worship. My daughter got to see both the light and the dark of music. And I asked her last night, what's the difference between this concert after we left and the Tool concert? And she said, this one is just positive and joyful. And I said, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, I, and there, was this, uh, there was this seat usher, this bald guy, uh, and every time I walked by him, he'd be like, oh, man, that rap's ready. That rap, my guy, you rap's ready. And we all, we'd just hug each other, and my daughter hugged him. Great. I'm telling you, the people were in there. I was walking down to the floor, and you know how you have your seats on your phone? And I walked up to show him, and he goes, oh, man, I trust you. Ain't nobody lying in here. We're all here for Jesus, ain't we? And I'm like, man, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So uh, what an amazing concert, folks. Amazing um, message. God is on the move. God is alive. Uh, And when I saw all those people on the streets of Boston last night before uh, the concert, and even as we left, um, what is great about a Christian concert is people go there to worship the Lord, not the people on the stage. Exactly. That's what's great about worship music. Worship music is not about me, my house, my car, my rims, my money, my family, my life, these people. It's all about glorifying God. That's what worship is. Worship music is. It's all about God. And that's what makes it so different and so great and so amazing. And I got to take my daughter at the time she needed it the most. And when we were leaving, she was just exhausted. I said, honey, why don't you just go to sleep? I said, I had this... um. I had a, a LFA shirt in the back. I said, wad this up, use this as a pillow, put the seat back, lay down, go to sleep. And, man, she zonked out. 
and I drove home in like a tornado, wind advisory, sleet, rain. I was like, what is going on here? But I didn't care. I listened to worship music all the way home, drove about 60 miles an hour on the interstate all the way home, didn't even do the speed limit, and I didn't get home until midnight. So I'm a little tired. (laughs) I got into the studio about 7 o'clock this morning, and uh, here we are. Um, Let's pull up the Rumble chat. Let's see what the LFA family has to say after all of that. Jeremy, I was captured by Shaylin's smile and happy face. I failed to see which hat she had on. She had a you-can't-beat-God hat on. Um, Thank you for all you do, especially sharing God's word. Oh, no problem. Without God, we have nothing. Amen. Amen. Glad you were able to see Elevation Worship with your beautiful daughter. Thank you so much. I never think about that. It's not about the band. It's about Jesus. That's right. That's right. Jeremy and family, I just put an awesome link for you guys in the lower area. View it. You will love it. Well, there you go. That's how you put links in. Thank you. Thank you very much. I bet your ride home was heavenly. Oh, I just, I put my hand on my daughter and just prayed to God the whole way. I was like, thank you for doing that, Lord. Thank you. I, I, you did what I could not do. You did what I could not do. That's what I said to him. Thank you for helping. Thank you for standing in the gap where I failed. This show is the bomb. You are an amazing dad. Well, whew. if I was, if I was, uh, maybe if I was a little more amazing, it wouldn't have had to come to that, but I'm glad it did though. I, I'm glad it did. Um, what a wonderful God moment with your daughter. I get up special just to see rise up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. She is beautiful. How can you not, how can you sure cannot deny that child? No, can't do that. That's my firstborn too. That's my, uh, that's the apple of my eye right there. Um, Shaylin's smile speaks joy. I know. I know she's got so much to offer. I know. I know. Jeremy, when are you having a concert? That's a good question. That's a good question. Shaylin will always remember that night. So will I. So will I. I've, I've been seeing this advertised. Now I'd like to experience it. God put it, uh, put you guys where you needed to be. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God's timing. Oof. Man, if God's timing was any more perfect, right? Um, I'd like to read from understanding the 66 books of the Bible uh, before we bounce today. Um, And we're going to be reading uh, from Hebrews again. Just want to do something real quick. What's up? What's her name? Pearl six. Pearl six. If you are in the building, uh, what Eli? He needs your address. You were one of the winners of the field of greens last week. So just email your address to LFA producer at gmail.com. The president, the uh, president of a Christian university was famous for telling discouraged students. It always is too. It's always too soon to quit. Those words ring true for all of us because life is difficult. And we sometimes want to give up. Hebrews was written to tell us to persevere 
Shailen, to keep going, to focus on our great high priest and to run with patience the race before us. According to the background given in chapter 10, Hebrews was addressed to some Jewish Christians facing renewed challenges. Though they had confessed Christ as Savior and been faithful in the past, they now faced a new wave of persecution. Some were in danger of reverting back to Judaism. The writer of Hebrews, whoever he was, exhorted them to remain strong in him who is greater than anything or anyone in the Old Testament. Jesus is truly our great high priest who has instituted a new and better covenant and who never lives to make intercession or for whoever lives to make intercession for his people. Book of Hebrews, folks. Truly incredible. Well, I figured to leave a little time to play this song for the end of this show. So I love you guys. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to the things that go on in my life and my journey with Jesus. I hope to see you back here tomorrow on Friday for Comfort Fridays. But I'll see you also at 11 o'clock for more Live from America. Mike Crispy, Unafraid, comes up next. Here we go. See you later, folks. Got you. Got to gotta love this music right here, huh? Surely alive, he's living.